0: I like getting money, I got time to get it. Tiger on me, so my cause it's in it. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobble in the dash and the stick is witty. And tonight the four or five on the wet side. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jacob Hagerman. And Big Rai. Come on, baby, it's episode 28. Follow me on Instagram at The Real Young Closer.
1: And follow me, Ryan Rasmussen, at official. Ryan Rasmussen. Come on. Come let's on. Go. Let's get it started. What baby. are we talking about today, Jacob? So come gonna, on, baby. We're going to be talking about
0: some humble beginnings. Ooh, I like that. And so I know a lot of salespeople, a lot of great people in life. Like, Look at almost all of like the icon successful people. Almost every single one of them had a humble beginning story. And so what I want to say is it doesn't matter about where you started. It matters about the decisions that you make. And those that come from nothing can end up with the Fact. most. That's one of my biggest beliefs. Those that come from nothing can end up with the most. And so that's the way I want to start this episode. I'm smacking things be around on you. Smacking
1: all day. the mic, dude. Come on.
0: I'm sorry, man. I'm just getting jacked up. But hey, so let's talk about some humble beginnings. Let's talk about your personal, my personal, and then some things, you know, that we can do to really set up the youth to have yeah. some
1: really powerful lives. Yeah. Well, number one, um, I mean, I think everybody for the most part can agree that, you know, we all come from well, I mean, everyone's a little bit different, but I know you and I, Jacob, I mean, we've came from some humble beginnings. Um, growing up, small town, Wisconsin, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this don't even know where Wisconsin is, but it's just a, you know, a Midwestern yeah, state, nowhere. you know it what I'm saying? Really and, um, but when I was younger, you know, everyone in my town, um, number one, sales and business wasn't really talked about. It was kind of like, hey, go to school, graduate, go to college if you want, but, you know, go to the mills or go get a good union job or go learn a trade. And I now don't, I don't, there's nothing against learning a trade and, you know, blue collar work. I love blue collar work. I think blue collar work's awesome. But I got into that, right? And, it, you know, I was just kind of following what everyone had told me. And... I worked my ass off. I mean, I was working. I mean, I still work my ass off to this day. But I mean, I was working my ass off with my hands, with my body. I mean, hundred dollar that weeks, blue collar life. Yeah, hundred dollar weeks, hot, freaking cold. I mean, Wisconsin is gets cold, bro. I'm talking negative forty, son. I mean, you, I mean, your dang boogers be freezing up in your nose. Crazy, right? Yeah, I'm out on that. And you know, working in 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 like paper mills, for example. I mean, people die in paper mills, bro. Losing fingers. Back in the paper industry, they were like, Hey, if you meet a, a paper maker and he's not, he has all of 10 fingers, he's not a good paper maker. They gotta be missing at least a finger or well, two. I, I, like,
0: I, I think statistically, if you kept all your fingers, you're better than the other. Well, guys. it'd be
1: like the, your experience level wasn't, wasn't, I mean, but anyways. But if he can keep so his fingers, I'm in I, this, I, I mean, that's all i say. in this paper a, mill, a, I'm yeah. in this paper mill and I'm doing blue collar work, I'm doing labor work, which again, I love it, I think it's great. But everyone around me was like, you know, all this, you know, if you stay here for 40, 50 years, you retire with a couple of mil, you get the union pension, you know, they're pretty much brainwashing me out of like what I wanted. Cause I was thinking, you know, I'd always be like, Hey, I want to invest, man. I want to get real estate. I want to get apartments. I want to like, dude, you're never gonna be able to do that, man. And I would just keep working and grinding and hustling and listening to podcasts and YouTube. And I knew there was a better way. And that even stemmed back from when I was a kid I mean, my parents have always been hardworking. My parents are amazing, but I just seen them, you know, they just gave up their whole lives for me and my brother and we had everything we pretty much wanted, but I just seen them work so hard and they didn't get to do really nothing. I mean, they mm. were just working and grinding. And, uh, you know, I remember, I mean, shit, when I was a kid, I remember sometimes the electricity get turned off. They didn't, didn't pay the power bill, but they made oh, sure we had you. food and school there. school supplies and stuff. So, um, So seeing that sort of thing, I think kind of – Um, for me, it was like, man, if I can go make 50, 60, 80, hundred grand a year working a a regular job, man, I'm doing pretty good. You know, if I get me a decent house, a nice truck, man, I'm doing better, you know, than, than my dad was. So that's, that's, that's like a win for me. The old, it was was holding me down. The old poisonous saying of doing better than most. Yeah.
0: Like I feel like that right there, that, that one saying has probably trapped so many people in a life that they didn't want to live that I'm living better than most, but continue.
1: Yeah, so then that you know led me. So again, being humble and but really, besides being humble, having humble beginnings, it was like I had a um, my mindset was like warped because I was just thinking like I was just thinking so small, and I'm I'm probably thinking small right now sitting here with you. You know, I think we all are thinking a little too small until we until we really open up and get around people. But cut all the leashes. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people. You know, we all most people that I talk to at least. Or at least if they admit, I mean, there might be some you know silver spoon fed people listening, which is cool. But I think most people can have the, can kind of relate to me, and I'm you're sure you and talk about your story a little bit, and they can relate with that. And there's a couple different things. Number one, I think it makes you a lot more grateful for when you do have. It's like you know, you know, it's like man, I came from you know here, now I'm here. This is awesome. And also, I think you you, you kind of you're in touch with reality because let's face it, 99% of people on planet Earth are living pretty. Um, um shitty compared to like you know the the standards of Scottsdale Arizona you I mean I, I mean, mean he, here's one thing that I want to say you know so we always talk about the extremes
0: like we talk about be- growing up the guys who grew up super poor and then we talk about the people who were grow up super rich I feel like those two people who grew up in those different areas I feel like they have the advantage over those that grew up in the middle class and this is all I want to talk about so like when I talk about like mindset mentality like if you grew up poor, you know exact. Come on, dog. You gotta, you gotta, I'm I'm getting dinged. Come on. Ding. See, Ryan's always playing on his phone, man. I mean, that's like three episodes. I'm doing I'm doing business. Doing some business. But it's what I want to talk about is like the guys or the men and women who grew up poor. They know exactly what they don't want out of life. So you know, you grew up. You didn't have the you know the lights turn off. You didn't have all those clothes. You didn't have you know all the adversities, the struggles of not getting everything in your life that you wanted. And I feel like those, those people most of the time can grow up to be underdogs and they've got something on their heart that says, I've got to prove something, not just to myself, but to everybody who ever doubted me. And mm. then on the flip side, those that grew up in that rich lifestyle, they know everything that they want. And so they know that all of their decisions, their actions, and the way that they move and operate through life need to be, I need to keep this lifestyle. Now, here's who I think is at the disadvantage. Those who grew up in the middle class, because you don't get an experience, either extreme, you go right down the middle, you're right in the gray area of life, and you just kind of, you just kind of just moving through life, you don't really grow up poor, you didn't grow up rich, so you don't know what you don't want, you don't, you don't know what you do want, you're just in that comfortability setting, and like, you know, Andy says, like right before somebody dies, and they and they they get comfortable, right before they die, they get that sense of euphoria, that comfortability And so those who are running that like middle, middle of the pack lifestyle, they just go through life just comfortable. I feel like complacency comes really easy to those who feel and, and do, and do life without adversities that test them, that show them like, okay, listen, you want to be rich. Well, I'm gonna give you some adversities. So the rich know, okay, well, I've got to deal with adversities when you're poor. You're like, okay, I'm going to give you adversities. of not having money. And then guess what? you know exactly the way that you want to operate and you have a clear sense of who you want to become. And so that's like my kind of idea on, you know, growing up rich, growing up poor. Those are like, they're both like great lessons learned. Now, the one lifestyle would I rather have when I was a kid? Yeah, I would have so much would have rather grow up poor or grew up rich and like not have to worry about money, not have to worry about clothes, not have to worry about nothing. But what I will say is I'm very thankful and grateful that I did grow up the way I grew up because me at 22 years old, I'm, I'm, I get told all the time, hey, you're wise beyond your years. You're very mature for your age. It's like, yeah, dude, well, I had to grow up a lot faster than most people in my age group had to. So I've got a little bit of an advantage because now I'm talking to you know business owners, guys who are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. And they're like, dude, this kid's 22. Like, imagine if I operated the way that he operated. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I feel like I've got that little bit of advantage just from life experience itself. Because I did grow up poor, so I do want to thank my beginnings. And you know, I, I don't know if I like calling them humble beginnings, because you know, as Brad Lee says, humble means a low sense, like low sense of like self value. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. And so, I mean, I would just—that's just you know me. I, I I switch it to a different word. I don't know off the top of my head. But. Well,
1: see, some people I feel like they live in that in that in that zone of like their past. Like, oh, this happened to me. That happened to me. This person did this. This that. The third. It's like, dude, k- kill that story. Cause I think humble beginnings are important, but also I think it's something that, like, you got to move past at some point. Like, that can't be your defining story. Like, you can't, like, I hear a lot of people, they're like, well, I'm not here because my dad or my mom did this to me or this happened and la da da da. Like, you don't know how hard it was. You know what I mean? I'm just happy to be where I'm at today, which I can respect that. But also, it's like, at some point, you got to write your own story. Like, you got to, Like, I tell my, like, I make up stories all the time about my life. You know what I mean? Because I want to create a new narrative for me and what, in my perspective on what my life is. Because if you took 10 different people and they all like researched you, Jacob, and like looked at your life from social media and from your firsthand stories and being with you, I guarantee all 10 of those people have a different story about who you are. But they'd all be good, but they'd all be kind of a little bit different. And then the story you tell yourself and your perspective is going to be different than theirs because you've experienced more of it. You know what I'm saying? we like, 100%. You're like, you know, I could tell, you know, me talking about you versus like, you know, Ian Macklin, we would have different stories, different experiences, different views. It would sound different, but it's just different perspective, different lenses. So I think if you're listening to this and no matter what your background was like, if it was awesome, if it sucked, if it was humble, if it was easy, if it, whatever, whatever it was, start looking to the future, number one, and the past, just you, let that be like a... You know, that's where you started, man. Never forget it, well, but the, don't live in there. Don't uh, make that you, you the story of your freaking life and the tone.
0: A good analogy that we can allude to whenever it comes to like talking about people's past versus the future and the way that they need to switch and shift their perspective. Think about it when you're driving a car. You look out the windshield <laughs> and the windshield is bigger because that's your future. And you need to focus on where the car is heading. And you've got the rearview mirror. It's right there in the windshield. It's easy to look back to. But ultimately, the reason why it's smaller and it doesn't take up all of your vision is because most of your time, you need to be thinking about going towards the future. What moves am I making? Am I staying on this road? Am I making a left? Am I making a right? Is the car in front of me slowing down? You need to be intentional with where you're heading, Mm -hmm. but you need to always remember where you started so you have a reference point. to know if you're getting off track, off to the left, off to the right, you need to get right back into your own highway, continue attacking it. And stop looking all around you. Just look towards the front. Use the rear view mirror as a that's, reference point to be like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm, I'm 20 steps from where I started. Okay, I'm doing better. I'm getting better. I'm scaling. I'm growing. I'm continuing to learn my lessons. And I feel like that's a great analogy that you can use whenever you're talking about people, you know, in the way that their perspective is for the past, the present, the future, wherever it is that they're heading. Just think driving a car. I look out the windshield. of the time. And I look at the rear view 1% of the time. And that's the way that you need to be operating life. But also another thing that I say is don't let your past dictate your future. Stop because what you're doing is your your past self is cheating on your future self. Whenever you sit right here, right now, listening to this, and you go, Man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can get rich. I don't know if I can close that deal. I don't know whatever it is. All of the self doubt that you have, and you not giving everything 110% of what you got, you're literally cheating on your future self because your future self is going to look back and go, Dude, if you you're cheating on yourself, if you would have just committed, if you would have just committed, my life would be so different right now. But there's no one to blame except for yourself. And so I feel most people let past dictate future, when in reality, its past sets you up with lessons learned to make wise decisions on where you're heading in the future.
1: Ryan's just playing on his I'm phone. Just, no, this, I'm playing with this little remote. I'm trying to figure out what this controls. Well, it controls the lights down here? Freaking Jacob's got all these little doohickeys laying around his office. I'm not sure. I've got one that'll that'll stop the show real quick. Whoa. Jacob, put that down. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not going to tell the viewers what that was
0: or the listeners what that was. But ultimately, here's here's the thing that's super important for everybody who's listening to this, okay? You know who you are today. When you go back two years, three years, four years, just think about who you were then. Think think about about the way that you were thinking then. Think about the way that you were operating then. There's 60 minutes in an hour. How you work those 60 minutes is how you work. Think about how you were working two years ago. If the person of two years ago is either working harder than you or the same as you of today, I'm going to tell you this. You're on a backslide, and you're going to go right back to that past self because that past self, you don't ever truly kill it off. It's always sitting there lurking, Lurk. waiting waiting for you to make a mistake and waiting for you to go, man, this is hard. And then, bam, he's got you. And so, ultimately, with your past self, what in the world? With your past self, you need to realize that that person is always lingering around the corner, and if you do not keep moving, and you do not keep pushing, and you do not keep expanding your perspective, expanding your horizons, expanding the way that you think, expanding your dreams. If you're not expanding, you're either stagnant And only bad bacteria grows in stagnant water or you're shrinking and you're backsliding. And what you're doing is that you're adjusting down instead of adjusting up, up and out, up and out, baby. And so that's like some humble beginnings. And I'm going to kind of talk about like what I went through as a kid. Like, yeah, I grew up poor mom and dad,
1: drug addicts, alcoholics, you know, Jacob was so poor. He couldn't pay attention. (laughs) That's how broke he was. Isn't that crazy? You ever hear that one before, Jacob? You can put that in your in your repertoire.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 stealing that one. So I guess I was so poor I couldn't pay attention. I feel like I feel like you stole that off of Bradley, bro.
1: No, I actually got that from a, a bass fisherman, bass fisherman named Jared Gerald Swindle. Yeah, he well. That was one of his lines. <laughs> but pretty much, so I grew up poor. Mom dad, you know,
0: weren't the best uh weren't the best resources for I guess you'd say mentorship or leadership or anything in that. But now on the back half of my mom's life, she's absolutely amazing. Love her to death. She's doing 10 times better than when she was, you know, way back when. But pretty much that's the way that I was growing, like raised. And so I dealt with a lot of adversity as a kid, like with my peers and the people I kept within proximity of every everyday life. And so I felt it in the, not of just a financial sense or socioeconomic sense, but I felt it in like a personal you know, a mindset. You know, like an mm. emotional sense. Like, I'm gonna be honest. There was times where, you know, and I've talked about this in episode one, where I showered when it rained, like because the water was off, the heat was off, electricity was off. Like we were burning wood inside at least of the you showered. House. Well, yeah, at least I was clean, man. Like I can at least say that. But ultimately, there was a lot of times where like, for me, I didn't know any better, which I think is is honestly the best. Um, I'm very thankful for my mom and the way she set that up is like, she didn't let me know that I was poor. You know what I mean? She's like, she would hide like the certain facts of like, oh, we, we, we're not going clothes shopping. Like, we're not going to get the new groceries. We're not going to get you the new kicks. Like, we're not going on vacation. We're not doing anything like this. Like, we always try to figure out ways to have fun, but ultimately, like- I I didn't know that it was like because like we didn't have money because it was being spent elsewhere or it just wasn't coming in but it was more of a sense of like I knew it because like I seen my friends like or the people I called friends that they had things that I couldn't have Mm. and so like you'd see them it'd be like okay I'm right before I went to go play baseball you know I told my mom hey mom I want to play baseball like it wasn't like a oh baby well we can't afford you a baseball glove you know cleats like we can't afford the equipment it was like, oh, well, you know, maybe next year, whatever it is, like, you know, when you get a little bit older, you'll be in better shape, like stuff like that, like trying mm-hmm. to like kind of coach me through those type of situations. And then, you know, thankfully, I had a a, a great, a great woman who was Tina. She uh, pretty much Tyler Meshidi's mom. She bought me like all the stuff that I needed. It was absolutely crazy. Shout uh, out to Tina. Shout out to her because uh, I'm going to be honest, man, playing baseball, you know, as a kid, playing football as a kid. I mean, that really set me up for a lot of good things in life. But and, You know, back to like the power of proximity, you put the right people around you, man, they're going to make those sacrifices that you make, they're going to make it all worth it. And so like, I dealt with a lot of those different adversities, but like the thing is with me right now is 22 years old. So 10 years ago, like 10 years ago, I was 12 years old and at 13, or actually I was I was 12, I was about to turn 13 when my dad passed away. And so like, you know, think back 10 years, I'm like, damn dude, like, and this is, this is like, I was probably at this point, you know, seven, eight months into, you know, at this time right now, of like my dad being passed away if we were to go back 10 years. And so like, for me, like I learned a lot of lessons at a young age about what I don't want to kind of allude back to the beginning of the conversation to where now where I'm at 22, like I'm willing to sacrifice more to get what I want because I know what it's like to live life without it. And I feel like that right there is probably the biggest motivational and driving factor over
1: anything in this world, and I guarantee you can you can attest to the exact same thing. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred. It's like, it's like you know how we in the last episode we talked about coaches and mentors. Your 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 past is almost a coach and a mentor for your future. I feel like you know what I mean. Like it teaches you things now, whether or not you listen to it and, and see it. That's up to you. But I mean, everything in life is always telling you something. It's always putting you in a, a direction, either whether it's good or bad. And you have to have that internal compass to tell you which way to go. And you know what way to go. You know what to do, what not to do, what things that you should listen to, your conscience. And, you know, like you said, those like learning from like what you don't want. That's so important because a lot of people they know what they don't want, but they still put themselves in a situation because uh, maybe lack of knowledge or they don't care about changing that situation but starting with the humble beginnings and the kind of growing up that way for a lot of people can be a big power a big power source can be a big thing to motivate you and, and propel you forward which is which is huge but you got to realize it and actually go after and chase it to change it
0: i mean dude
1: if i had a bomb button i'd drop
0: it boom baby come on but yeah no like for for every, anybody who's out there listening like just think about it like this you are who you are today, but you have a lot of decisions that you can make today that will start you on the journey of getting the life that you want. It's going to be hard. There's going to be sacrifices. That's right. But anything worth doing is worth sacrificing for. Mm-hmm. And if you truly think about it, you're sacrificing nothing to get the life that you want in the real scheme of everything. And so for you right now who's listening to this, figure out where it is that you want to go. Figure out figure how to it out figure out how long you want it to take. And for, for anybody listening, make it as soon as humanly possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Build a plan. Instead of daydreaming about getting out of this life that you want, guess what? Start making a plan. Stick to it. Mm-hmm. And the best plans, most people will change a plan when the plan gets hard. And that's why most plans don't work. Because when you're sitting here right now, if you were to write it out, you would write out the real plan. But then, when the day comes where you got to face a little bit of adversity, or you got to go do some hard stuff, then you're going to start to shift and mold the plan, and that just dil- like it just dilutes it. And so, for you right now, know exactly where it is that you want to go. You might have you know a lot of money in the bank, and your plan that you want to get to life is your health. You might have great health, and you want to go get money. You might have both of those things and you want to go get some relationships. You might have all of those things and you want to go go out there and go you know, hike Mount Everest. I don't care what it is, but there's something in your life that you know you want to accomplish and I'm going to say that you can absolutely accomplish it. You just have to put a plan together, stick to the plan, stop letting yourself think small and stop allowing yourself to backslide. Stop allowing yourself to change the plan when the plan gets a little bit tough That is what builds that resilience. And us as humans, our whole goal is to obtain more, to obtain more. The life that you have today, if you don't have everything that brings you fulfillment, go out there, go get what it is that you want. There's nothing stopping you except for yourself. And so anybody who, like I say this all the time, anybody growing up poor isn't your fault. Growing up poor is not your fault, but dying poor. Boom, dying poor. That's all your fault, son. all your fault because you made every decision that you can make from 18 to the day that you were gone, dying poor is hundred percent your fault. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to say this, there's underdogs, Jeff Bezos, you know, Andy Elliott, myself, you, there's so many of them out there, Bradley, Tony Robin, everybody out there grew up super poor or had something in their life that was missing Mm -hmm. and they made the decision and they went out there and got it. So if that's you right now, guess what? Make the decision to change. Stop comparing your chapter one to other people's chapter 14 Start your plan. Stick to your plan. Make it happen. Consistency on your consistency on your own game will allow you to win. And that's it. So this is pretty much I mean everything that I got when I talked about humble beginnings. Yeah, you're gonna have humble beginnings, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna have a humble end. I'm gonna sing my music. I'm gonna play a big, big loud orchestra. And so that that's my deal. I'm gonna play all my music when I die. The richest place in the world is the graveyard not because of all the people's wealth and all the money that they acquired throughout life. It's because of their untapped potential. I feel like 99% of people die with so much tapped potential that the graveyard is quite literally the richest place in the world. And so don't let yourself become somebody who dies with untapped potential because you know you have so much more inside of you to give. And that's on everything that I got to say. If I had a mic to drop, I'd drop it. I'm just gonna drop my phone. Drop it, son. Drop my phone. But ultimately... If you guys want to reach me and Ryan, shoot us an email at or it's Ask Young Closers, A S K Young Closers at Gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at the Real Young Closer. Ryan. Ryan Rasmussen. And at hey, official
1: Ryan Rasmussen. Get and, at me. Come on.
0: And hey, here's what I want to say. So today is Tuesday. And if you're listening to this, okay, and it's going to be super easy. Okay. So when you're going to listen to this, it's going to be Wednesday morning. What I want to say is at six PM tonight. Okay. So if you listen to this a little bit late, I'm sorry, but we're filming this on Tuesday. So Wednesday morning, if you DM me and Ryan business plan at 6 PM mountain standard time, we are doing a zoom webinar on building a plan for your credit, your wealth, your health, your relationships, your business, in all of these areas. We've got a couple of guest speakers. who are going to be speaking as well when it comes to working out, getting fit, earning it all in your life. If you want to be a part of that zoom call, shoot me and Ryan a DM. We'll send you the link. You'll have to register. It's completely free. Free, baby. It's free. Your f- your favorite four four-letter letter F word. word. Free, baby. So, Wee. hey, reach us, email us, follow us on Instagram, but shoot us a quick DM if you want to be a part of that Zoom link. And if you missed it, I'm going to have it recorded. So then, you know, on Thursday, you can reach out and be like, hey, let me get the recording. But, guys, Keep being amazing. We love you. Ronnie, got anything to say to end this off? Episode 20. Yeah, hey, baby. Oh,
1: come on. I like getting money. I got time to get it. Target on me, so my car's a tinny.
0: Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bobbin' in a dash and the stick is witty. And I hit the four or five on the wet side.